now. You're in the WOR Sports Zone. Filling in for Pete, here's Sal Licata. Day two of the All-Star Week experience with yours truly. The fifth annual All-Star Week with Sal Licata here on OR. Pete is on vacation. Mets are off. You know that throughout the All-Star break. Be back Friday, taking on the Yanks. Uh, coverage will resume 6.05, Mets at Yankees. But until then, you got me, and we got plenty of fun uh, ahead, uh, especially tonight. We had some fun last night. Tonight we have a good show. Wally Backman will be on in just a little while. I haven't talked uh, to Backman ever yet. I've tried to get him on over the years. I've been a big advocate of his. I mean, look, I've been a fan of his since I was six years old, right? Wild Boys. I mean, how can you not love Backman? So a chance to talk to him. Can't pass that up. We'll have Ken Dashow in studio. Ken of Q1043, big Mets fan. We've had him in plenty of times before. We could talk a little rock and roll, a little Mets, get his opinion on some things. We'll do some Jets as we continue the football trend in the 8 o'clock hour. Yesterday we had Pat Leonard in studio. Tonight we'll talk to the Athletics' Connor Hughes to talk some Jets at 8.05. Mets, th- you know, Mets tickets to give away as well. And also, if you were listening yesterday, you know that we're giving away free T-shirts, free Mets T-shirts to anybody who called in and got on the air. And look, OR knows it hasn't been easy to be a Mets fan so far this year. So all week, this week, we want to uh, award the loyal Mets fans by giving a Mets T-shirt to every caller who gets on the air with us here. Thursday night, even more special, uh, every caller who gets on the air with us will get a replica jersey featuring Jacob DeGrom, his name and number. We could get into the DeGrom, DeGrom stuff. We could get into, you know, plenty of stuff, whether it's Callaway and his, uh, you know, tenure and whether he's going to be back next year, especially topical with Wally being on in about 10 minutes from now. We'll save all that and start with, you know, look, I, I thought the, I don't want to even, you know, I, I wasn't locked in on it, maybe the way that some people were. I, I can't get into the home run derby. And yet I happened to catch it. I was at work after leaving here last night. I went over to SNY and I'm, you know, it's on all the TVs there before we get to go on. And I'm watching this. And I see the the last maybe two or three minutes of the whole event, Schwarber versus Harper, and I guess Schwarber had it was in, you know Schwarber was in the clubhouse so to speak with his number of home runs whatever it was, and Harper's out there hitting home runs left and right and he and he's going nuts. I mean Bryce Harper, and, and again I wasn't locked into it so I didn't know what was happening. If I didn't know any better, I would have thought the Nats won the division. I mean Bryce Harper was acting as if winning this home run derby was some kind of huge accomplishment. Him and his father embracing and hugging. And I, you know, Harper, who is a very passionate player, maybe was at his most passionate that I've ever seen yesterday in the home run derby. This is a guy who's been in the postseason plenty of times. And look, he's hit some big postseason home runs. Uh, I, I, I get what type of player he is, even though he's having an awful year. I also get that they were at home in D.C. last night, his hometown ballpark. But I thought the celebration and passion displayed was a bit much. And maybe it's good for the game. You like to see it rather than not caring about it. But I thought it was a little bit over the top. And honestly, I thought it was quite lame from Bryce Harper, a guy who's struggling this year, wins the home run derby and makes it like it's some big accomplishment. I mean, who cares? Who cares? And that leads you to the All-Star game tonight, which is just not what it used to be. I mean, as a kid, I can remember specifically wanting to see Kirby Puckett or wanting to see Bo Jackson or wanting to see, you know, the Mets go against the Yankees because that didn't happen back then. If you're a younger listener, believe it or not, that wasn't the norm back then. And I think it has a lot to do with, you know, the lost luster now has a lot to do with the fact that you see any player anytime that you want. 
if you want, you could buy the dish or whatever, get the MLB package and watch Mike Trout. Even if you don't buy that, you could check the highlights that night, the next day on your phone, watch the MLB network. You get everything right there in front of you. So it's not as rare as it used to be to see Bo Jackson or Kirby Puckett. Also, the interleague play. Every single series, there's an interleague play, and there's an, or there's an interleague series. So the matchups that you would not normally see then, now you see it often. So who cares? All right, the Mets play the Yankees. They'll play them. As a matter of fact, coming right out of the break, as we mentioned before. So who cares about you know Degrom versus Aaron Judge? You've seen it before. It's old news. That used to be a bigger deal. And you look at the lineups. I mean, the American League far superior. Uh, than the National League on paper anyway. Uh, the game is fun. I guess the baseball all-star game better than any other one because the game itself pretty much is the same as it would be in a regular season game that mattered. The gameplay, the pitcher use is different. Maybe some of the player use because you want to rotate certain guys in, get guys in the game, a little different. But the gameplay itself, for the most part, is pretty close to what it is in the regular season. Unlike the Pro Bowl, unlike the NBA All-Star Game, and certainly the NHL All-Star Game, which completely changed things up. Those are different, and maybe you watch those for different reasons, but it's a completely different game than it is in the regular season. That's not the case with Major League Baseball. But even with that being said, I I still, and I love baseball, my number one sport still, I have a hard time really getting into the All-Star game. The big news, or not the big news, but the news today of note coming from you know Major League Baseball, Manfred and players rep Tony Clark spoke and talking about the potential rule changes and you know all that's going on with the evolution of the sport. And the big one is the DH rule. It's something that everybody's been debating for many years. And even if you were like me, and I am a National League fan, I was a purist, maybe I still am a purist in most regards, but they've taken that away. They have taken the purity of what we knew was the National League away. And now it's created an imbalance in power to where the American League teams have a major advantage with the DH spot. Not just in the lineups game to game, but in the way you construct a team. And look at the Mets as a prime example, and it's been that way for several years. I mean, the Mets are talking about putting Yoenis Cespedes at first base. You don't think it would be easier to say oh, he's going to play you know, 80% of the games at DH? Maybe having the outfield a couple of different times? Other than that, he's going to be the DH. You don't worry about the next two, three years of his contract. Without the DH, you're in big trouble. you got to find a position for him. It's a big, big, big advantage for the American League with building a team, and there is no legit reason why anybody should tell me other than it should be universal. I mean, it, it's there's no reason, no logical reason right now to why it shouldn't be in both sport, in both leagues. The leagues are essentially one with the interleague play every day. It's not the way that it used to be. Again, I'm a National League fan. I'm a purist. I love the National League game. I love the strategy. It's not there anymore. It doesn't make any sense anymore. It's not right. And it doesn't make any sense to wipe away the DH in the American League. So you would have it universal, but without the DH. That doesn't make much sense to me. And again, I like the National League game better, but the way the sport has evolved, you have to have the DH. And I want to know what the holdup is. I mean, what is Major League Baseball waiting for exactly? Clark says it sounds like it's closed. Manfred says, oh, yeah, chances to meet with the... Well, what's happening? You just get it done. Get it done next year. That's it. End of story. There's no reason to drag it out anymore. What are you holding on to? No other baseball league uses the pitcher as a hitter. None. 
You have to use the DH. It's time. I hate to admit it. I've hated to admit it within the last couple of years. I've finally come around to it. doesn't make any sense. Unless you want to abolish interleague play and go back to the way that it used to be and truly separate the two leagues until they meet in the World Series, that's a different story. And that's not going to be the case. They're not going to do that anymore. Those days are over. So make the DH universal. It's stupid. Base- Look, baseball has a lot of work to do to make this sport exciting again for a younger audience. I love it. It's my most passionate sport. But I'm 38 years old. I'm going to be 39 this year. I don't think the 29-year-old looks at it the same way that I do. Or maybe even the 35-year-old, for that matter. Maybe I just made the cusp of the, you know, I, I'm not a millennial. I'm, you know, I'm a little bit older than that. But whatever it may be, baseball is a problem drawing younger audience. And they need to fix it. And I don't see a reason why they shouldn't with the DH immediately, amongst other rule changes. 800-321-0710, the number to call. Just getting started here. Remember, free t-shirts for, free Mets t-shirts for every caller that gets on with us throughout the course of the show. Plenty of things to get to. Mets tickets to give away as well. Wally Backman, manager of the New Britain Bees in the Independent League. He will join us on the other side when we come back. It's the Sports Zone. Sal Akata filling in for Pete McCarthy, the voice of New York, 710 WOR. You're in the WOR Sports Zone. In for Pete, here's Sal Licata. It is my honor to be joined by 1986 Mets world champion, second baseman, and current manager of the independent baseball team, the New Britain Bees, Wally Backman. You know him well, obviously. Wally, you're a guy whose name has come up uh, over the years in many different ways as far as uh, you know being a Mets manager. I think the fans will always be behind you until uh, you either are named Mets manager or until you retire. How does that make you feel that the fans are still a favorite and still behind your is still behind you and would love to see you manage the big club one day. Well, so I appreciate it, really, Sal. I do. I I love my time in New York uh, as a player and even as a as a manager in the minor leagues. And you know, it just didn't work out there in the end. You know, maybe something will change in the future. Who knows? You ever think, Wally? Because I've said this for many years, dating back, that I think certain guys are born to do certain things, and I think you were born to be a big league manager. You had an opportunity back in what 2004 with the Diamondbacks. I know you made some mistakes there, uh, and obviously you ended up uh, losing that opportunity. I-, I was hoping you'd get another opportunity. It's been many years since. Do you you think you still have a chance to maybe get a second opportunity at the big league level? I sure hope so, Sal. That's why I do what I do today. You know, I, I love the game. I know how to manage. I know how to run a bullpen. Um, I know how to make guys better, you know, and, and it, it, hopefully I get that opportunity. That's, you know, really not up to me. Uh, it's up to somebody that if they think they're taking a chance, they got to take a chance. But I don't believe it's a chance they need to take. It's just, you know, something that I'm, I, I hope that I get the opportunity to do again. Yeah, I hope so, too. It seems, while everywhere you've gone, your teams have won, and then you leave the Mets, and we don't need to get into the whole you know, specifics of what happened, why you're out. I think everybody could do the math and understand that you know, difference of philosophy with, with Alderson and all those different things, but I mean, their team hasn't been the same, whether it's lack of development at the minor league level, guys not being ready when they get to the big league level, whatever it is, their team hasn't been the same since you left. Uh, everywhere that you've gone prior to that, I mean, you, you've had great success as a manager. Um, do you think they miss you being there in their triple A system, getting these guys ready to perform in the big leagues? Well, you know, 
I think that I did a good job at what I did when I was there. Um, you know, I know they got Tony DeFrancisco there now, who's a good baseball guy in AAA. So um, I'm sure that Tony's doing everything he can to get these guys ready. But uh, I, I think I did some things over the top that made some guys better, that made them prepared for when they got to the big leagues. And I always felt that was part of my job. Do you keep an eye, Wally, from a distance on what's going on with the club? I mean, look, it's been a disaster this year. Uh, they hire Mickey Calloway, who has no managerial experience, which I don't want you to say anything bad about him, but it's got to drive you nuts as a guy who's paid his dues many, many times, even after the initial you know, mistake that you made in 2004. You've been working your rear end off in the minor leagues, going to Mexico a year ago, back in the independent leagues, trying to get an opportunity to manage. And here you get, in today's big leagues, guys who get hired as managers that don't have any experience doing the job. It's been a disaster. Disaster. You watch from far what's gone on with the big league club at all? Yeah, absolutely. I watch. You know, I had I had most all those guys that are in the big leagues now with the Mets, and I watch and you know see what they're doing, try to keep up with some of the things that's happening. And uh, you know, I mean, I those guys that I had, I wish them all the best. You know, I mean, it's it's I, I see guys like Degrom and Syndergaard and Mats and even Harvey that he left, and and even Flores, all those guys that that I had to see them, you know, I hope for them to be as successful as they can be. What do you think is the problem, Wally? I mean, lack of development, lack of just baseball players is a philosophy. I mean, why is this team so bad this year? And really it doesn't look like they have much hope moving forward. Well, you know, I would hope that the Mets don't give up on, on what they might have. They might still have one of the best pitching staffs in baseball and, and, uh, uh, that's what they have. They have pitching. That's what they have, and they have it at the major league level. And at the minor league level, uh, the development has not been real good, obviously, uh, from what everybody has seen, you know, what I've seen. You know, I look back and, and think about 17, thinking that the AAA team in Vegas, there was a lot of returning players that were going back there. I thought, my God, this team might win 95 games in a 140-game schedule, and it was totally the opposite. So I really don't know what happened. Um, I, I, I know that Alderson made a statement that players weren't ready to come to the big leagues. And, and, you know, why? I don't know. I wasn't there. You know, it's it's just unfortunate because when I was there, I thought some of those players really had a chance to be somebody. And, and I don't know if it's because of development or, or what it might be of because they were good players for me and they had a future, I thought, in front of them. Now let's go over a couple of specific guys. We're talking about Wally Backman, 1986 world champion for the Mets. You know he was in the Mets minor leagues for, for a while, doing a great job there. Currently, independent baseball team uh, manager of the New Britain Bees. Visit nbbees.com or call 860-826-Bees for ticket and promotions info. By the way, they're in Long Island, actually, uh, today. They'll be play, taking a double dip tomorrow against the Ducks, right? You get three, uh, three Wally out in the island with the Ducks coming up. Um, so that should be fun there. you got fireworks every Saturday home game for you guys, so uh, check out Wally with the uh, New Britain Bees as well. Uh, let's, let's start with DeGrom. You mentioned the pitching. DeGrom has made some news here, and there's been rumblings about maybe the Mets now wanting to trade him instead of extending him. How would you approach the Jacob DeGrom situation if you're the Mets organization? You know, when I knew I was going to come on the show, I took a look at a few stats, and I've been a stat rep my whole life, and, and I think Jacob DeGrom has the value that Tom Seaver had when Tom Seaver first came to the big leagues. When I looked at the stats and see what these guys have done, it's, I believe Jacob DeGrom is that guy that you cannot get rid of. I get it if they've got to try to get rid of somebody to, to do something else, but a Jacob DeGrom, a Noah Syndergaard, a Steven Matz, I think that's your, 
I think that's your base of what you have to build on. Yeah, and the idea, and look, we had one of your former teammates on yesterday, Bobby Ojeda, and he was saying the exact opposite, that he would look to trade DeGrom. To my surprise, I would not. I'm with you. You never get equal value back, and you know how precious it is to have that top-of-the-rotation guy, a legit ace like DeGrom. Uh, I think the idea of trading him would be foolish and rather build around him. So that leads us to then, Wally, how do you fix it? How would you build around him? Do you view what pieces of this current team do you view as keepers uh, outside of those three guys in the starting rotation that you mentioned? Well, you're going to have to do something. You know, you're going to have to trade some guys. Uh, you know, you have some older veterans there. I don't know if you can trade them or not um, to try to build the system up. The minor league system needs to be built up no matter what. But, you know, when you talk about the minor league system, and I didn't follow the draft too heavily, but when, when, when you have a situation like this, I think you got to really go after college guys. I think you got to go after guys that you can develop within a couple of years. Uh, to make that a part of your rebuilding program. I mean, you're going to still have this pitching staff where it's in its prime for another five or six years. So, um, you know, if you look to just totally rebuild with what I know, I don't know what's at the lower levels in the minor leagues with the Mets, but if you go to a total rebuild, we're all going to be pretty old when this team's good again. (laughs) I mean, it's been 32 years, Wally, since you guys won the World Series, and it's been a bad decade, really, for this organization. They haven't had much success. I know they made the playoffs back-to-back years in 15 and 16, but outside of that, it's been a lot of losing, so something does need to change. How about Michael Conforto, a guy who I looked at thinking he's a legit all-star or future all-star, going to be the Mets' everyday player and you know bat second or third in that lineup? He's been terrible this year. Uh, would you be concerned about Michael Conforto moving forward? you think it's about a shoulder injury that he dealt with last year? Evaluate Michael Conforto for us. I wish I had him still. That that's my evaluation. I wish I had him. I think Michael Conforto is could still be a great player. I think it's 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 still inside of him to be that player. Um, sometimes it's who you're surrounded by. So uh, you know, I don't know what kind of I know what kind of work ethic Mike had when when I had him when they sent him down to AAA. Uh, how hard he worked and and the, the the swing that he had. I know Keats talked about how good his swing was. Um, but I, I'm sure that it's been frustrating. He's been put into a tough situation early in his career where there, there's so much expected of him. Uh, and I expect, I would expect it of him too if I was there, to be honest with you. But, you know, I don't know what the surroundings are like. I don't know what the teaching's like for him. I don't know what people are saying to this kid. Uh, you know, I, I, I know that a lot of times you, you hear a lot of things as a player uh, when you don't need to hear that many things. Too many voices for 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 or for an opinion on a certain player, and the players trying to accommodate all these opinions. I I got a hunch that Mike's that type of guy. He's a, he's a listener. He wants to be as good as everybody says he's going to be. But there might just be too many voices for this kid. I don't know for sure because I'm not there. Yeah, it's interesting, but there's something to it. While I mean, the guy's supposed to be a 320 hitter, not a 220 hitter, and that's what he's been hitting this year. He has fallen off, so I, it just doesn't add up to me. And I know it's hard for you to evaluate from the outside, but uh, look, you hope, they better hope Conforto turns around. How about another young guy, Ahmed Rosario, showing some signs of being, uh, you know, maybe a future star for this ball club here? Evaluate Ahmed Rosario. Well, Rosario, I never had Rosario, but I could evaluate him. I thought he was rushed to the big leagues a little bit too soon. I think his development needed to go farther. Um, I still think he could be a great player. Uh, he's got speed. He's got power. He's got good arm strength. Um, defensively, he needs some work. You know, base running, he needs work. You know, I mean, I don't know exactly what this kid was taught, but with his speed, he should be a, 
a guy that steals 30, 40 bases, and, that, and that's not happened yet. And, and why, I, I don't have the answers because I'm not there. I haven't been able to touch him and have my hands on him. But um, the tools are there. I would have him in spring training because when AA had played AAA, if I had my players were in the big leagues, I got to draft the guy for that given day to play that given game, and he was always my first pick, and he always played good. So um, there's a lot of talent there. There's Without question, there's a lot of talent there. It still needs to be developed. It's unfortunate that they're going to have to develop that talent at the major league level because it hasn't been done at the minor league level. It just seems like, Wally, they had a philosophy of trying to teach guys to be patient at the plate and draw walks and blah, 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 as opposed to being baseball players. I mean, I look at this team, even when they had success, they didn't have enough baseball players, guys who played the game hard, played the game the right way. They could do certain things okay, but they're not complete players. They don't field, they don't throw, they don't run the bases, they don't hit for average, they don't hit in clutch situations. And it drives me nuts. Did you get a feel of that, that the construction of the team, maybe when you were here, wasn't of acquiring good all-around ball players as opposed to maybe guys who could hit some home runs and, and have a, a, a high walk rate? Well, it was all about a high walk rate, seeing pitches, how many pitches you're supposed to see. If you can see 150-some pitches in a game, you're supposed to win games. They break it down into percentages. Let me tell you what wins games. Hits and RBIs win games. Not walks. Walks don't win games. Hits win games. That's the bottom line. Do you think a guy like yourself, Wally, I mean, I try to look around the big leagues now and see some of the old-school type managers. You know, Buck Showalter comes to mind. I guess Mike Sosha would be another one. Do you think you guys are becoming obsolete in the way the game has evolved today? You know, I, I, tell, I got to tell you what's funny. The Saber metrics that they use today, I'll bet you Mike Sosha, Bochi, all those guys were using every bit of information they could get, as well as I've used that information for as long as I've been able to get it. And it's all about the Saber metrics. The game has changed into the the way saber metrics is used it's how you use those saber metrics to prepare your players to, and use the proper saber metrics for your players to make them better to put them in the right position when they're feeling with the with the uh, uh, shifts and things like that you know stats don't lie and you use the stats that'll help your team be better you want to know ground ball percentages because if you're the manager and you're going to walk a guy and the next hitter's got a, a, a low ground ball percentage if he's 35 percent ground balls it's not a very good percentage move to walk a guy if he's if he's a 60 some percent ground ball guy then you want to walk a guy to load the bases if they bunt first and second to move the runners to third to second and third if you need to walk the guy to set the double play up you better have a reason why you're doing it there's times that you can't do it there's times where you got to try to get the two outs opposed to making one pitch to get two outs so if you use the information that's given to you and use it properly, it works. It works or it helps. It's going to help you win games. And I do think it's a misnomer that sabermetrics are new. I mean, your old manager, David Johnson, was doing it back in you know 1986 or even before 86, obviously, when he first came to the Mets. So I understand that. But you'd have to admit, Wally, that there seems to be a disconnect now. It's not just about the numbers. It's about GMs trying to hire managers that are inexperienced that maybe they could control and have more of a say. And I always am of the belief that, look, you could work together and come up with the numbers and figure out a plan, but let the manager do his job. Hire a baseball manager who knows how to manage a game, and that, to me, is kind of being lost in today's game for the most part. 
Well, you know, I'm not there. It's hard for me to say. You know, I know I know what the manager's job is supposed to be. You got to run a good clubhouse. You got to run a good bullpen. Uh, you got to be able to motivate your players. And when you can't do those things, then you shouldn't be managing. So, you know, those are things that most managers should take a lot of pride in. You know, I mean, the, the information is there and it's given to you. And I understand that you're uh, the right arm extension of the general manager, but I you have to be able to work together. If you can't work together, if you have one person trying to make all the decisions, it's not going to work. It never has worked. And, and if you have to work together as a group, you know, it, you have to be able to work with your scouting system, with your general manager, with your ownership. You all have to work together to create basically what the what the Yankees have done. As much as I hate to say it because I was a Met all my years, or as much as the Cardinals have done, they have a dynasty. They have people that compete year in and year out. I get it that the Met or the Yankees has got a. Uh, a much higher profile than like the St. Louis Cardinals or a much higher p- payroll or whatever you might want to look at it. But they have the right people that are running those organizations. That's why they're as good as they are. The Red Sox, that's why they're as good as they are. They have the right people. You know, the, the Red Sox and the Yankees have more financial power than a place like St. Louis Cardinals do. But you take a look back at what the St. Louis Cardinals have done year after year after year. They're always right there with a low payroll, staying within their system, staying within their organization. And they compete every year. That's I get it that the Mets don't have the luxury that the Yankees have, but you've got to have those people in place that can help the organization be the organization that, that everybody in New York uh, on, on the east side wants them to be. Talk about uh, former Met second baseman, 1986 world champion Wally Backman, current manager of the New Britain Bees of the Atlantic League, the independent baseball team uh, in New Britain, Connecticut. couple more, Wally, before we let you go, and I appreciate your time. What is your – I know that there were issues, well-documented issues with Sandy Alderson. What is your relationship currently with Mets ownership? Well, I, you know, I, I thought that I left good with Jeff and Fred and, and uh, even John Rico. I, you know, I, I have respect for those guys. They brought brought me back an opportunity um you know sandy and i i don't know whatever happened i never disrespected the man in any way uh but for some reason we bumped heads and i knew that that wasn't going to be good because i've always felt that somebody should should be able to say what they feel or have their opinion and so i obviously my opinion rubs somebody the wrong way i think but you know you should be able to listen to everybody's opinion and and i get it the 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 people at the top make the ultimate decision i get it but you if you can't voice your opinion then you're you're a nobody so i'm not going to be the guy that doesn't voice my opinion i'm going to voice my opinion and tell everybody what i think about the game i do it here i've done it everywhere i do what the organization wanted me to do when they when they wanted me to do whatever when it was with Brandon Nimmo uh, I did everything that they asked me to do. So when they tell you that I didn't do something with Brandon Neiman, I was, I was supposed to. They're they're wrong. What do you think, Wally? Is the issue? I mean, I know you've you know, uh, and I hope you've taken accountability and learned from your mistakes back in two thousand four. I know there's been some issues with alcohol, those different things. But if you've learned and grown from that and cleaned up your ways, I mean, I don't see a reason why you can't get another chance fourteen, fifteen years later. Here, uh, what do you think is well, is holding I- you back? I, you know what, Sal, I have no idea. I've done everything that I possibly could to try to be a better person. I had a bad day years and years ago, and uh, I want to manage. There's no question I want to manage. I know I'm good at what I do. Um, you know, people make mistakes. It, I did it a long time ago. I mean, I didn't even have gray hair. Now I don't have anything but gray hair. So, <laughs> uh, 
um, if, if that's over with, that's behind me, that's in the past, you know, and I, I look towards the future. I look forward to, like this year, I'm 100% dedicated to trying to win a championship with the Long Island Ducks. That They're pushing for me not to be able to do it. Uh, but that's that's just part of it, you know. I, I got this job here on a team that was so bad last year, and we fell short of the playoffs or winning the first half. And our goal is to win the second half. So you know, we're we're doing what we have to do, and, and I'm dedicated to every individual that I'm with at the time that I'm with them. Would I like to come back to New York? That's that shouldn't even be a question that needs to be asked. But but, but that's not for me to uh, make a decision on. I, can I help? I, there's no question I can help. If it's wherever it might be, if it's in player development, yes, they need help in player development. There's no question about it. I mean, there's not even a, a stick of question about it. They need help in their player development. These players need to be de- developed the way that they're supposed to be de- developed to help a major league club. You know, I've had no doubts about this for a long time, or I felt this way for a long time, Wally, but this is the first opportunity I've had a chance to talk to you, and now I really have no doubts that – you will be a great big league manager if given the opportunity. I'm rooting for you. I hope that that's the case. If not with the Mets, then maybe one day somewhere else. But uh, as I said before, I believe certain guys are born to be managers, and you were one, or guys are born to do certain things. You were born to be a big league manager, and I hope that you get that chance. Good luck with the New Britain Bees. We'll be paying attention and hope to have you on at some point soon, Wally. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Sal. You take care. Wally Backman, 86 world champion, Mets second baseman, manager of the New Britain Bees, independent baseball team located in New Britain, Connecticut. They play in the Atlantic League. Visit nbbees.com, 860-826-Bees for tickets and promotions info. They have fireworks every Saturday home game. If you want to see them on the road, you can see them take on the Long Island Ducks. Got a double dip tomorrow out in uh, Central Islip there, and they played the three-game set, so two tomorrow and then one on Thursday night, and we appreciate Wally's time. All right. We'll take your calls on the other side. You want to talk about Backman? You want to talk about the Mets, whatever, the DH, all those different things. Just getting started here. It's a sports zone. Salicata filling in for Pete McCarthy. The All-Star Edition, the fifth annual All-Star Week with Salicata. The Voice of New York, 710 WOR. 6-9. This is the WOR Sports Zone. Filling in for Pete McCarthy, here's Sal Licata. I've seriously tried to get Wally on for years. Uh, I remember texting with him a year ago. He couldn't do it because he was in Mexico, and you know there was always some issues or w- whatever it may be. But I think it was worth the wait. I-, I thought that was a fantastic interview. If you missed it, we'll post it on seven ten wr dot com. Just follow my Twitter, and I'll send the link at Sal underscore Licata. Um, it's and I say this with all due respect to Mickey Callaway because it really has not much to do with him. I, I just believe that Backman is going to be a great big league manager or would be a great big league manager. Now, you could sit there and say, well, Sal, he blew his chance. He had his chance in 2004. He lied about, uh, you know, he lied on his resume or whatever it was. He lied during the interview, had some issues uh, with DUIs, with domestic abuse, whatever the whole, I, I should just get the whole rundown before I even go into it, but um, it was, you know, it came out four days after the Diamondbacks hired him. So then he got fired and has been trying to work his way back ever since. And he's done a nice job in the minor leagues, he's done a nice job wherever he's gone. And he's, Keeps churning away, trying to get that second opportunity. Um, again, I'm not in these meetings. I don't know the extent of the troubles that he's had, but if he keeps getting chances, the Mets brought him back in the organization. I mean, it was the AAA manager. I mean, that's as close as you could get. You know, he got another chance with New Britain. So, I mean, it's not like he's not finding work anywhere. So, whatever he did, it was 14, 15 years ago now. At some point, 
I don't know, I just would hope that people get second chances. And in this particular case, I really believe Wally Backman will be a great manager wherever he goes if given that second chance. You'd love to see it here because of the nostalgia, the 86 and all that stuff, but also because I believe he's a good manager. I believe he'd be a better manager than what they have. I'm sorry. All right, let's get to the phones. 800-321-0710. Michael in Yonkers. Michael has an interesting uh, idea about UNS Espedes. Yes. They, they should just, just move on from from everything. From him. And then, then the Wally Backman would be the first smart thing in two years to hire him back. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's unlikely, but, uh, you know, I, I think it would be smart. Um, now, what was your point about Cespedes, Michael? That they, they should just move on. Well, what do you mean, move on? Because he's not doing anything to come back. Well, what do you mean? Describe move on. What do you mean move on? And he is doing something to come back. It sounds like he's going to be ready Friday. Coverage begins 6.05 right here on WOR. Mets take on the Yanks in the Subway Series Part 2. It's yet to be seen. What do you mean? He's doing something. He just played, I think, seven innings. He played yesterday and hit a couple of home runs. And what do you mean move on from Cespedes? He's got, what, two years after this left? Do you have two or three years yeah. left after Two years left after this. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. What do you mean move on, Michael? What do you mean move on? Exactly. Sell out his contract, buy out his contract and move on to the next person. Uh, I, 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 Michael, we'll put you on hold. You get a Mets free T-shirt. I mean, uh, again, describe move on. They're not cutting Yoenis Cespedes. It's not going to happen. He's got a no trade, and right now he couldn't have worse value. You don't have a choice. You're not going to be able to move on from Yoannis Espinosa. Ray in Pennsylvania. Ray, I'm with you. I would not uh, trade Jacob Degrom myself. Hey Sal, thanks for taking my call. Hey, uh, the Wally Backman interview was great. That was just so refreshing. I mean, there's a there's a guy who knows what he's talking about about the game of baseball. Agreed. And. Uh, I think the Mets would be wise to go out and and maybe take. I mean, obviously, I've taken a look at him already. He's with that Triple A team, but yeah, I I just thought it was so refreshing. But anyway, what I want to talk about, uh, I'd be willing to give Cespedes another year, give him another chance, see if he can get healthy because I like him when he's on the field. I think I think he's our best weapon, obviously, in our lineup. And I don't really like the idea of trading J- Jacob DeGrom. I mean, we worked all these years to make him what he is now, and now you want to trade him? I mean, it's we need to get some baseball people in here, Sal. Yeah, it, I, I agree. It's Jack Wilpon and Fred Wilpon to make some good moves. I mean, there's a uh, there's a rift between the fans and the Wilpons, and it's not for nothing. It goes back to the Bernie Madoff thing, you know, it's five whenever that was. Yeah, but that, I think... Well, I'm sorry, Ray. I think, and I'll put you on hold. You can get your free Mets T-shirt. I think that that's over. Look, the fans always want to complain about something, and the one constant is going to be ownership, whichever team it may be. The one constant is ownership. So they've seen change from Manaya and Willie and Jerry Manuel to now Alderson and Collins, and now both those guys are gone. So it's always easy to focus on ownership and pick on them, and then talk about the lack of spending. And obviously, there were issues following 2009. And you had to deal with 10, 11, 12, 13, and even 14 to a certain degree. But it's not like the Mets haven't spent. They have. They've just misspent. So I think the ire toward ownership is a little misguided. I mean, they did make the World Series in 2015. And, you know, you could argue... Jerice Familia, maybe they were a quick pitch away from having that series completely change in Game 1. 
I mean, if they won the World Series, would you still be saying the same thing? They, they were pretty close to that under this current ownership. So I don't like to just sit here and pick on the ownership and say that that's the reason they're losing because I don't believe that that's the case. They do need to make a good decision and bring in a, a, a GM here who's going to get this thing turned around. And, you know, maybe they have to make a decision on the manager moving forward. Sounds like they're going to have him back to start 2019, but then it could be a quick hook if they get off to a bad start. They need to make good decisions, and then those people who they hired to make the good decisions have to actually make good decisions. 800-321-0710. More your calls when we come back. Sal Licata filling in for Pete McCarthy on the Sports Zone, the Voice of New York, 710 WOR.